Don Don Lego. It's time to buckle up for a new episode of Rays Nation Radio, the one and only podcast made to inspire fundraisers like you to continue making impacts in our communities, building better tomorrows and exchanging ideas. So whether you're a trailblazer or seasoned pro, you'll pick up the trends that transform your fundraising. And together we'll dive into lively conversations and chat with industry leading fundraisers and thought leaders to explore hot button issues and innovative ideas. So stay with us for the next 30 minutes while we inspire you to embrace the future of fundraising. All right, let's get going. I'm super excited uh, to welcome my next guest um, to Raise Nation Radio. It's always such a delight to have some one cause voices other than mine to join the show, especially when we have um, topics that are just fascinating and interesting and really help with your daily um business interactions um, as a leader. And when I think about that, I think of none other than Sue Dressel. So um, I'm so glad that she's joining us. Sue, hi there. Welcome to Raise Nation Radio. It's so great to have you. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here and so excited to be part of this. Oh, great. Well, I want our audience to get to know you just as much as I know you because you're a true delight and um, you have so much to offer and you're so positive. Your journey at One Cause has been interesting. So I'm going to let you take the mic and um, talk to all of our fearless fundraisers out there and let them get to know you, what you do at One Cause, maybe a few things about you personally, whatever you'd like to share. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, you know, um, one of the reasons why I even wanted to do this is because I have been in the fundraising event management world for 30 plus years and have so many different kinds of interactions and different kinds of things that I have um, dealt with, uh, including living overseas. I lived in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia for three and a half years and actually planned events and actually raised while you were there while you were there i was there oh wow the american malaysian association and uh actually did all of their women's activities um and then was moved into a development role and raised money capital money for a brand new building so dealing with um those that uh, it was a Muslim country. Um, I am an Amer- was an American woman in the 90s, which was a very difficult proposition. I mean, if you can yeah. think about it um, and still had to do my job, still had to get things accomplished. So I learned many, many things uh, throughout that three and a half years and really put a lot of that into my everyday fundraising, everyday um, even event management Um you know, to this day, I utilize it. So that was one of the things that I wanted to bring forward is I have been in many, many different realms um, when it comes to this. And so not only have I been event manager, but developing, have done a lot of campaigns for Alzheimer's, multiple sclerosis. Um, so, you know, that whole um, kind of history was something I wanted to be able to bring to the table. And I came to the table actually with one cause uh, when I was with Alzheimer's Association and utilized the current mobile bidding and absolutely fell in love with the product. Um, I thought it was over the moon. And I can say that because I was part of the days where, you know, you had 
paper silent auctions and you had yuck oh uh, gosh remember those days those (laughs) days and you know to have this kind of capability um yeah it's it's technology forward kind of things but to have this capability um and to really see that it does raise so much more money uh when it comes to events um and when i saw that there was an event manager position open i decided to jump on that three years ago and uh, jumped on board with one cause and did many, many events. Um, and then In what actually, area, Sue? What area did you serve? Oh, gosh. Mostly? Well, I mostly Midwest. Um, However, I found myself traveling an awful lot. Um, And I think a lot of it was because we were coming out of the COVID area. So, um, you know, we didn't maybe some of the event managers couldn't, uh, you know, be part of some of the events and stuff. So I did a lot of traveling. I was going north to North Dakota. I was going to Minnesota. So I was going a lot of different places. Um, But I, I love to travel. Obviously, if I lived in Malaysia for three and a half years, uh, I climbed the Great Wall of China, um, then to Hong Kong. You know, those are things that traveling does not bother me, obviously, whatsoever. But anyway, yeah. So, so what, that's what me. Do, you, do you continue to serve as an event manager at one cause I or as your role grown? My role has grown. I am now in the consultant, full-time consultant. And I just began that at the end of July of last year. And boy, talk about a a movement into a different kind of area. But what I also have found is all of that history that I do have has been able to be transported to those that I speak with, um, kind of giving them different ideas, out-of-the-box ideas, things that, you know, maybe they didn't think about uh, just because of the different kinds of areas that I've been in. Wow. Well, thank you so much for the missions that you've helped to grow from a development standpoint and um, bringing all of that expertise here and being able to consult with our customers. Do you consult both on the uh, mobile bidding platform and the all new one cause fundraising platform or one or the I other? Do. I do. And actually, I was uh, a virtual event manager, matter of fact, um, that was using that very first level of what platform has now become. Um, you know, obviously it's evolved immensely and it's amazing. Daily, daily. Oh my gosh, <laughs> daily, daily. Exactly. You know, you hear the meetings and you hear get the emails and, oh my gosh, it can do this now. It can do this now. Uh, but yes, it's it has evolved to something. I don't even know. It's a game changer. Our, oh my gosh. If our clients will ever... It's going to take a while for us to understand everything that it does, Um, but to be able for those clients, it is totally future, totally next steps. Um, Flexible, modern. Gosh, yes. Everything. So I was speaking to one of our colleagues, um, shout out to Diana Fragnito. She was out for just a couple of days and came back. She was like, what happened to platform? There's all, you know, there's this laundry list of new, you know, flag features. And I'm like, well, then just don't go on PTO there, girl. That's I mean, right. Yeah. Can't leave. Sorry. <laughs> but for our audience who's listening and for our very valued customers here at One Cause, if you're listening to Sue, please don't in any way be overwhelmed. We're, 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 
we're staying on the forefront of innovation, yes. but we have yes. people like Sue to, to help you leverage and optimize and, and grow your fundraising in the best possible way. So Absolutely. we're not only innovative software, but we're award-winning service and support. And that's so important to us. You know, anyone can make great software. Well, Maybe not every anyone, but one cause can make great software. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but it, it, it truly takes the people behind the software and the service and support layered on top of it that can make that makes the difference. And we see that every day. So thank you, Sue, for what you do and what you do for our customers. Well, thank you. And I have to tell you, that's the reason why I love one cause. Um, I have come across so many amazing, amazing people within this organization uh, from top level down to, to to the people that just do even behind the scenes, our support, our IT people. And I have not worked for an organization like this. And it's it's just amazing. Really, we yeah. have the greatest people in You're this Speaking group. to my pride, I just started my 14th year here. So I remember, I remember the days when, you know, we were, we were a startup. So uh, you're speaking to my pride. So I have to ask you before we dive into some thought leadership that you really bring to the table. And and I love this topic that we're going to go into. um, But I, I'm going to share something personal about you. I hope you don't mind. You're also a photographer. So when you're in uh, these beautiful countries, did you capture those great pictures? If anybody wants to go take a look, I have got some of the most amazing photos and probably my favorites are when I was in China. Um, It's just and this was back in the 90s. um, So it's just some of the, the culture, you know, even just taking photos of of large groups doing Tai Chi um, do, you know, uh, we were so fortunate to go to the Great Wall of China and it had just snowed and it was very unusual to have snow at the Great Wall of China. And I got beautiful photos with snow and the rolling uh, Great Wall. Yes. So if you want to go to my website, you can go take a look at some of the photos. They're pretty amazing. I think I want to do that. How how, how do we access your website? Very simple. SueDresselPhotography.com. And Dressel's with two S's, right? That's correct. Well, we'll put that in the show notes in case anybody wants to, yeah, get get away from fundraising for a little bit and just get some inspiration. We can go to take a look at some Sue's pictures. All right. Well, so let's get into to some a very interesting topic. Um, I have to admit it's a it's a word that I don't like very much, but a word that you've embraced and mm-hmm. have learned how to integrate it into your daily life to be a positive and not a negative. And it's a simple word, one syllable, two letters. It's the word no that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a very interesting take on on the word no and how to use it effectively. Um, I'm going to stop there and listen and learn. <laughs> so what do you have to share with us, in, you know, in your thought leadership about the word no? Right. Well, first of all, if you can think about it, um, and actually it goes back, I do have grandchildren. And one of the things that, and it even sparked it uh, when they were over at our home uh, over the holidays, you know, parents say no all the time. I mean, if think about it, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. And it has a very 
negative connotation. I mean, really it does. Um, and so I, but I watched my two grandchildren, how they handled the word no. Now one would just go, okay, no, okay. But maybe I could do this. So it was some sort of negotiation there. The other one just got really upset, screamed, yelled, left, and, you know, had wanted nothing more to do with it. So it made me really start thinking, oh, my gosh, do we even start to realize the power of no when we are younger? Even do we do we understand? Okay, maybe no isn't always just no. Maybe there's some negotiation here. Maybe there's, you know, a different avenue that I could go find. So it really sort of embraced uh, what I was going to talk about today, because I have a mentor, I have a mentor um, that basically told me when you go to ask for whatever it is, whether whether it's a donation volunteer, you know, from a fundraising perspective, what's the worst thing they can say? No, no. Okay. Yeah. That's the worst thing they can say is no. And if you can embrace that, that you understand that no is the worst thing that they can say, then you're halfway there. Because if you can handle that and not take it personally, because a lot of us take no, the word no personally, it has nothing to do with that at all. And I'm going to be honest and saying, I really believe for most people, it's just as hard for them to say no as it is for people to mm -hmm. hear. Mm -hmm. Um, because we all want to be giving, we all want to, you know, be able to be part of a bigger purpose kind of thing, but maybe there's reasons for it. So no, is that really, I, I try not to have it be that negative connotation, uh, that we are all so used to, but at least it starts a conversation. I mean, think about it. If you are at least even talking to somebody and you get a word no, that's some of the battle there too. A lot of us can't even get that first conversation. Maybe it's, you know, you tried to reach out, you know, a board member provided a, a great lead for you to go speak to somebody that may have an interest in your organization and you reach out via phone call, via email, whatever, and they never reply back. So that's the first part. But at least if you've got an answer, at least if you've got some kind of dialogue, you can go from there. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, I think coming from a place where I was in new business development before joining the marketing team here at One Cause, I remember that the most important part of any kind of conversation where you're negotiating, whether you're selling, asking for donation or, or parent-child, right, is, is the confidence, right, going mm -hmm. into it. So I think mm -hmm. that's the first part of what you spoke about, right? Yep. The first yep. part is yep. just, okay, I've got yeah. nothing to lose here. Yeah, they may say no. They may say yes. Um, yes would be great, but no is at least a conversation starter. And it has nothing to do with me. It's not right. nothing to do with me personally. Right. Um, it's my job to ask. I need to be a good steward of the mission. So it is my job to ask. So 
okay, if the worst can happen is no, let me get really comfortable with that. And maybe I was uncomfortable with it before, but if I can get comfortable with that, then I can strengthen my confidence and my ask and ask more. Um, And then- and 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 ask more confidently, which yes. might be the game changer. So that's the first part of what you said. Am I on the right track? Uh, oh, you are one thousand percent on the right track. Absolutely. Uh, because, and then, yeah, go ahead. Well, then, and then, if you get the no, you should be grateful. I think that's the second part of what you're saying because now mm-hmm. you have a conversation. Don't let it be a mic drop. But that's right. Like, thank you. Right. Okay. So let's that's dive in. Go right. ahead. I'm going to let you go with that's it. Right. Oh my gosh. That is the, that is the absolute first thing. The second part of this all is listening. And, and the, the one thing that I do want to say is post COVID. And I want to say even pre COVID development, development and fundraising is a difficult area. I mean, it no, just you were really there. is. I was there. It's very, very, very difficult. Um, and I, I do want to share something that, that I've noticed where development's gone. I always took development as developing relationships. You, you are developing that relationship so that you can, you know, understand where the other person is coming from, um, what their goals are, you know, all of those kinds of things. But we've now come into a world, and probably rightfully so, where we don't have so much of that. And COVID even destroyed that even a little bit more because we weren't going on those face-to-face luncheons. We, you know, we, we just didn't do it because of COVID. And so now we've become comfortable in our Zoom world, you know, where um, where that's maybe where we're talking to people. Maybe we're not seeing potentially everything that they're feeling or thinking because we all know as salespeople in development, there's a whole lot of things that people do uh, that is nonverbal. <laughs> and we can certainly pick up on those kinds of things. And, you know, maybe someone's shaking their head or something and, and you know, well, is that a negative thing that, I, that I'm trying to read here or whatever? But it's much, much different uh, now because we just don't have that interpersonal deep communication uh, with our donors and things like that. And and I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. It's just the way it is. Um, Now, that's not to say that our higher level, uh, we do have that kind of stuff, but we all know in the development world, it's bringing those people into the pipeline. Where, where, whether it starts at a volunteer basis, whatever it is, bringing them into the pipeline and taking up, taking them up that pyramid, uh, you know, to wherever that donation level um, leads to. But what this means now is that we are tasked even more to listen. You know, yes, we may hear no, but I, my always follow up question is, oh, I get it. You know, I get no is your your answer, but is there something else that maybe we can discuss something else that maybe um, we might be able to do, you know, and that not only listening, but creativity comes in there, too. And I've I've got a great example and I want to be sure to share this example um, because it's 
probably, obviously I remember it uh, because it happened a few years ago, but it's probably one of the best examples of listening and that creativity and where it where it went. So I have a very good friend, Pam Gordon. I'm going to tell her to listen to this. Um, Hi, Pam. Pam. Her and I worked at Lutheran Senior Services here in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, And she was the director of volunteers. And uh, one of the things that we had been trying desperately was to get Monsanto, which is one of it's Bayer now, but it was one of the very the largest companies here in St. Louis. Um, and we wanted to get them on board with Lutheran Senior Services. Got a lot of no's, a lot, a lot of no's. So I, I don't know how Pam started this, but she found somebody within the HR group that she started having that dialogue with. Yes, it was no, no, no. Well, okay. From a volunteer perspective, um, what do you think, you know, Monsanto can do with us? Well, what happened, and this is where it goes crazy. Um, Monsanto had started a project where they were collecting plastic bags, grocery plastic bags. And I don't know if you've seen this, but they collect. And what they would do is once a week, they would have a group of 20 to 30 people get these plastic bags, cut them in a certain way and roll them like um, yarn, put them in big balls and roll them like yarn. Okay. The next step, I know this is crazy. And I hope you're following me here. I'm Um, trying. (laughs) The next step is how Lutheran Senior Services got involved is those balls were taken by Monsanto to two or three of the facilities given to the residents that live there. So elderly people, these elderly people crocheted plastic mats, large plastic mats with these grocery bags. Those then in turn were given to homeless shelters. Okay. So not only did Monsanto connect with Lutheran Senior Services, but ultimately at the end, we were providing help for homeless shelters as well. They were beautiful mats that people laid on, you know, instead of, you know, I don't know, instead of the floor or whatever. But what happened was as these Monsanto people were going to the Lutheran Senior Services homes and seeing what was happening, they then wanted to take part in helping with gala, helping with golf tournament, all of these. I mean, it was it was crazy. So a simple question. Simple question. A random yes. bag saving, cutting, yes. rolling project yes. turned into connecting all of these dots somehow. Yes. And they yes. became a, a huge supporter in yes. all event all fundraising this. activity. Yes. Huh. I know. I, I know. Okay. It's it's sort of hard to believe. I, and, and, you know, if, if I didn't see it for myself, I wouldn't have believed it. Um, but it was 
just, again, just asking those questions. Uh, you know, what are you guys doing? You know, what what do you have going on? You know, maybe there's a project that we can help you with or, or something like that. So that's why I'm saying not only listen, but ask those questions. Yeah, no. Okay, maybe financially right now, you cannot take part in this, you know, in what we have to offer. Um, but maybe there's something else, uh, you know, service hours, you know, a lot of organizations need service hours, you're, they want their uh, people to have service hours. So maybe offer that up too. And again, it's getting them into that pipeline um, to see what your organization is all about. I mean, every single nonprofit has a reason why they're in this realm, you know, and it's just a just a really great way to keep going forward with that. Okay, so I'm going to put you on the spot. I hope you don't yes. mind, but no. I know you. You can, you can handle it. I'm going to ask you to put that development hat back on. Yes. And we've never done this. This is the first time in history on Raise Nation Radio, but I think we're going to try it, see how it goes. Let's role play. You're okay. the development director. Okay. And I'm the potential donor. Let's okay. say maybe I'm a volunteer and you'd like to convert me to a donor. Is that a good scenario? Sure. You ask. I'm going to okay. set it up. I'm going to say no. And let's see where the conversation goes. Now, we didn't script this, right? We're doing this completely <laughs> no, off the no. cuff. So much fun. Let's <laughs> let's see where it takes us. Because I think what the purpose of the exercise, you know, I don't want anybody to think I'm just lost my marbles out there. <laughs> But I guess, you know, I'm listening to you and I, I did have a aha uh-huh moment, right? But now we need examples. Like, how would you handle no? I don't know how to handle no. I think you're right. Many of our audience knows that I helped my daughter run a nonprofit, the Morgan Marie Michael Foundation. And it's not my favorite thing to ask. And I just don't know what to do when I get no. If you're right. telling me I need to be more comfortable with it, well, okay, that's the worst one, that could happen. That's one thing. Right. Yeah. Right. But now I need examples of what to do and how to handle it. So let's role play. And let's role play. You got right. me. Let's let's give it a try, Sue. Good. Hey, Don. Oh my gosh. I first of all, I want to thank you so much for volunteering for the last couple of events that we've had. What do you think about it? What have you thought uh, about it? Sue, thanks. Thanks for recognizing me. You know, I really enjoy your events. You do a nice job. They're fun. They're memorable. And, you know, it's my way that I could contribute. I really believe in, you know, the mission and what you're doing. So, um, yeah, thanks. I appreciate, you know, you well, good. batting it good, out. Good, good, You know, we have this, this capital fund coming up. And I was wondering if you might be interested in, in taking part in it um, in a, at a What's a capital level. fund, Sue? I don't even know. What's a capital a fund? Capital fund. So we are trying to add additional buildings. Buildings? Uh, to, yes. Well, we're going to start with one. <laughs> uh, okay. But we're going to start with one. And we're trying to add another building um, so that we can provide more of our services to more people within our community. Nice. Um, so that's just something that we're trying to do. Is that something that, you know, you might be interested in? Well, I'd love to see you, you know, do more. Um, it sounds expensive though. Building yeah, sounds expensive. Yes, exactly. It is. It is expensive. Um, we all know, especially nowadays, costs are not going down. They are yeah. going up. So that's why we're trying to tap into some of our people to see, you know what, um, you've seen our mission. 
You've seen the people that we've helped. You've seen, um, you know, what we've been able to accomplish. Uh, and and if you'd like, I can even give you one of our flyers that shows some of that information. We even have a video uh, to show some of the stats that we've been able to achieve and what we've been able to do. Um, so that's, you know, it, I just want to get that on your radar. I don't know if that's something you've thought about. I know, again, volunteering has been one thing. But is that something that you've thought about is potentially assisting on a monetary level? Well, um, I'm not sure that I could help financially. COVID was really hard for us. Um, my husband was out of work 21 months and mm -hmm. I've got a sophomore at Boston College. So mm -hmm. I'm not sure that there's really room in, in the pocketbook right now. I hear you. I hear you. I totally, totally hear you. And I totally understand. You know, one of the things that we do have, though, is because you know, there are people that are struggling and stuff. We have this really small uh, donation opportunity if you want to take part and you get your name, uh, you know, within uh, some of our social media. You know, we put out a magazine, a newsletter, you know, and it, and it starts at five dollars. You know, yeah. just to get you in the door um, as far as being a well, part five dollars is kind of what I spend at Starbucks now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, uh, you know, that's maybe one of your Starbucks goes away for one day or something, mm -hmm. you know, hey, uh, yeah. but it's just to get you in the door and say, hey, you know what? I've been a part of helping this organization um, grow and be able to assist more people. So maybe that's something you could consider. Well, you know, I always have to check with my husband on the finances. Um, you know, I know things are really tight right now, but is, is there something else I can do? Like, uh, is there other ways to get involved? Maybe run a fundraiser? Would something like that work? You know, that is such a great, oh my God, I'm so glad you brought that up because we have third-party events that you could possibly do. You noticed, noted you have a, da a daughter at Boston College, correct? Yeah. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So maybe you do something with college kids. We are always trying to get that generation and, you know, involved. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's something that you could do is, is have a bowling tournament or, you know, something fun to help raise money for the organization. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be fun. You know, why don't we, I'm a little pressed for time right now, but why don't we put a little time on the calendar and maybe we can go through some of these ideas. Again, I'm not sure that I'm in for the financial commitment, yeah. but I am in for it to support the mission. So can we continue the conversation? Absolutely. Let's get it on our calendar and would love to talk more about it. All right. So, Sue, that was a good role play, right? We kept the conversation that awesome. going. That was great. See, and that's that's what you want to do is like you said it perfectly. No should not be a mic drop. It should not be the end all. You know what? Oh, I, I totally get it. Put yourself in their shoes. Total, I totally get it. And, you know, I, I've been there. Validate you know, is what you're saying. Validate the them exactly, first. Yeah, exactly. Validate. Mm -hmm. um, because there are reasons that, you know, maybe they want to share, maybe they don't want to share kind of, of why they can or can't be involved. And the other thing too, you know, from a fundraising perspective, not only are we looking at it from a micro, you know, maybe an individual or family, but look at it, you know, who do these people know uh, at companies? You know, here in St. Louis, I 
I am convinced, and I'm not born and raised here, but I'm convinced that there is one or two degrees of separation, not seven, not six or seven, one or two. Somebody knows somebody. So if even they maybe can't, you could even bring up, you know what? Hey, do you know anybody that might be interested from Edward Jones or know anybody, you know, shit. People want to help generally. Yes, yes. And that's it. That's the same thing. And they're uncomfortable saying no, which is what you said in the beginning. So if they have an opportunity to turn their, listen, I need to say no on this level, but uh, you you just saved me because that was uncomfortable for me to say no. But you just saved me because now I can say yes to something else. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow, this is very interesting. I I love the perspective. I mean, I just hope it's such a simple concept, but I do hope our audience is like, yeah, okay, I get it. I want to, I I think we can probably take this you know, for hours, but um, I want to, I want to be respectful to our, you know, time slot that we promised our, our audience. Cause typically some of these episodes are heard as people are, you know, grocery shopping or driving their kids to, you know, an event or, or getting a last something in at the end of the day. So I want to ask you one more question and maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I know you'll tell me, but, um, I, scripting to me is always good. I, I I run some of our webinars and and I host Raise Nation Radio. I'm always going from a script. I feel like anytime I go off script, I'm I'm all befuddled. So <laughs> would you recommend if you do get the no to have like like you immediately went into when I said no in our role play, mm-hmm. you immediately went into maybe validating, but then 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 going into a script about the financial commitment is only $5. So would you recommend having a couple of scripted, you know, okay, places that you can go? Well, if you can't help here, do you know, like, would you recommend having that all scripted out? Oh my gosh, that is. So one of the things that's easy for me, first of all, is because of my life experiences. You know, I I have been in so many different life experiences, but, and, and I can pull that. But I would absolutely, matter of fact, here notes that I have even for today, you know, things that spark a memory or things that, oh my gosh, you know what? I was in this situation before, absolutely have an idea, you know, to go forward. I think that is an excellent idea. Be ready. Don't just take no, be ready for some other options. Be ready to be creative. Be ready to be open, very open. And you know what? Maybe this person is just not going to be my financial part. You know, maybe that's not where this is going, but I hate to use the word, but however, um, maybe there is a whole other realm of options that they could take part in. And that is the conversation, sort of like what you and I were just doing. It sparks conversation. And it as long as you can keep that going. Yes. That's how you turn that no into Hmm. a different direction. Yes. So instead of being shying away and and not asking mm-hmm. get comfortable with accepting no and simply turning that into a conversation think of it as a positive they're they're, they're answering me i i gave them a yes or no question i had a 50 50 chance so right. it's okay whatever they say just turn it into something more reach for those stars no matter what they are absolutely absolutely yeah. 
You've got yeah. it. Yeah, you've changed my whole perspective on the, that two little <laughs> two two letters, one syllable word. There, it's not so scary, I guess. Good, 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 good. <laughs> I hope that's the same for the listeners as well. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're a wealth of information. We'll have to bring you back on the show again, because I know we can talk about platform and um, Mm -hmm. development tactics and strategies and day-to-day. You've just been such a joy. I wish we had more time, but one topic at a time. Yes, Um, yes, yes. I would love to come back. Oh, we'd love to have you. And hopefully we'll see you at the race conference in September in Nashville. I know you've raised your hand. Some one closers get to go. So um, if you're included, it'll be great. Please, for our audience who's also attending race September 11th and 12th in Nashville at the Country Music Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, Please make sure to stop uh, Sue. She can talk about platforms. She can talk about her development days. She can talk about photography. She might just be taking your picture. Picture for all we know. That's right. That's right. So fun. Well, Fearless Fundraisers, that's all about all we have time for today. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's Raise Nation topic on the word no and your daily dose of fundraising inspiration. Tune in for a new episode release every Thursday at 1230 p.m. That's Thursdays, 1230 p.m. Eastern Time. But in the meantime, listen to all the episodes on Raise Nation Radio. Follow the channel that is just your favorite so that you can get notifications about all our guests. Fundraisers are doing a amazing things to build better tomorrows for our communities. The stories are awe-inspiring. You won't want to miss a single episode. I'd like to thank our sponsor, OneCause, for making this episode possible. OneCause is driving the future of fundraising with easy-to-use software solutions that help nonprofits connect with their donors. Check it out at OneCause.com. And be sure to visit the resource tab on the homepage for a broad catalog of eBooks and blogs, infographics, videos that hopefully you'll find very helpful. A huge shout out and thanks to my guest, Sue Dressel, for sharing her very expert and authentic voice from the past and the present and talking about that word. No, it's not so scary. Sue, thank you so much for being with us today. I so enjoyed our conversation. Any last words of inspiration for our Raise Nation audience? Yes, this is so this is my resolution for this year. And it really, really helps with that being scared of things, but live each day to the fullest. And what that means is helping others, listening to others, enjoying your life, those kinds of things. That's one of the things I'm going to plan on doing myself this year. I love that, Sue. You're such an inspiration. Every time I talk to you, I get to learn more and I'm more and more fascinated. So thank you again so much. Raise Nation, that is a wrap. Until next time, I'm Don Lego. This is Raise Nation Radio. You stay fearless out there. 